Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught and get ready to launch your mind into an entirely new reality. If you've always felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Get comfortable, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let your host, Adam R. Walton, expand your horizons. This is going to be good. This is going to be fun. This is going to be mind-bending. Time to think. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Today, lots of fun for me today. Lots of fun for me. Lots of fun for you. Because if things are good for me, things are good for you. The listener. I have with us, with me, with us, we have with I today, Episode number 76, and this is a big one for me because one of my very good, very near and dear friends, Mr. Randy Spencer, Canada's best athlete ever in the history of athletes based on my scale, um, is with us today. And you may remember from way back in episode 30, we had Randy on the show. uh, And at that time, I called that episode 36, or wait, 76. I lied. You may have caught on that I lied, which also has made this now the longest intro that I've ever done. Uh, This is episode 76 with the incomparable Randy Spencer. Ladies and gentlemen, please, with a great, warm welcome back to the show, Randy Spencer. How the hell are you, brother? (laughs) That was amazing. (laughs) All lies, but (laughs) still amazing. It's not lies, you see, because I believe everything I said. So it was all true. true. It's all truth to one person. (laughs) And since it's my show, that's really all that matters. I mean, you you can watch any news channel. You can watch anything. And that's their version. If you believe it, that becomes your truth. So... Yeah. According to the Mental Mastery Alliance, you are the greatest Canadian athlete of all time. <laughs> step aside, Connor McDavid. Step aside, Wayne Gretzky. We have Randy Spencer. I love it. I need some awards to just back that up. I have to get a Mental Mastery Award on my mantle here. <laughs> I, people have been sending me this thing on the Facebook where if they comment on the, on the group page, they become like a super fan. So, I mean, I think if you make a few comments, you can have a, have an award. Facebook's readily handing out these awards to people. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Right. I have to, I have to admit, I have not paid a lick of attention to Facebook when it comes to connecting with people. Like most of my work is, is, is Instagram. And I think Facebook's getting jealous because they keep sending me all these messages. I'm like, I'm not, I don't understand you go away. Like I can't figure this out. Well, yeah, it's probably because they own them both and then they can see which one you're using the most. <laughs> yeah. So they just use you against yourself. <laughs> Bastard. Yeah. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. So what you're it saying is pretty is, much. That's right. So since we last had you on the show, um, you've done you've leaps and bounds. You've gone all over the place. You've done all kinds of crazy things. You're you're inventing new stuff. You're selling pieces of islands. I, I can't even put into, 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 you know, words sort of, you know, what it is that you're up to and, and what you're all about. Um, how have you been? And, and then let us know a little bit about the, the pros of being Randy Spencer since we last spoke to you, which would have been, it's funny. What was that? Like three, four months ago, yeah. probably August, maybe August. So it's not yeah, even a full it year. seems like eons ago. It <laughs> seems like a whole lifetime ago. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Uh, yeah. since, since we had you back on, I talked to you almost every day. I was like, when was the last time I said, August? That was a lifetime ago. Yeah. That's good times. Good times. And no, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not 
I'm not scrounging for guests because I do talk to this individual every day. We have actually, I'm going to jump right into it. We have uh, something that I really wanted to talk about. Uh, episode 76, 100% reserved for Randy. I've actually wanted to get him back on the show uh, a few times, but I thought, no, we got to do it incongruent with his number, with his everything that is what it's supposed to be. Randy had a massive heart attack um, not too long ago. He's got a oh, yeah, smile. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that happened. Yeah, exactly. That little thing. Um, so today what we're going to do on the Mental Mastery Alliance, everybody pull up a chair, sit down, buckle in. Men out there, especially men, especially a little bit overweight men or active men or bigger men, uh, we're going to save your life today. Uh, and, you know, you don't have to turn the podcast off. We're not going to get all hippy-dippy on you, but we're just going to tell a story that if you listen to it, you might recognize some things, you might recognize some signs, and you might just by mere minutes early go into the hospital, get something checked out, make that phone call, return a page. I don't know what decade we're in. Anyhow, Randy, tell us a little bit about the ordeal that was your heart trying to kill you. <laughs> so, yeah, first to start, I, I know you're saying, um, you know, men get ready for this. But uh, to be dead honest, also what I've understood and, and learned once I was, you know, past it was this affects women even more than it does men. It's just we think it's a it's a man, you know, um, syndrome. Like it's it's something that's just for men. Um, but even uh, going through cardiac rehab right now, there's more women in that room than there are men. Well, that's interesting because you really don't hear about massive heart attacks for women. You know, a hundred percent. You don't hear. I never even thought of it. And the same week I got out, my cousin, uh, who's uh, you know younger than me and a nurse, had the same exact thing happen to her. Uh, and I was like, "What?" And the lady that was beside me in the hospital also, that she had uh, you know issues with her heart, and her son that was twenty five had issues. It just a whole new world opens up to you that you don't see it's like walking into the back of a kitchen if you've ever been a server mm -hmm, yeah <laughs> and you you everything looks foreign and uh and then the second you're back there you have you're you're akin to this whole new uh world like oh i know what happens behind that door in the kitchen right that's right and, and only and servers can really tell you how that feels <laughs> and, that, and that's why you don't eat at a lot of restaurants <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> hundred percent but so, yeah so yeah the heart attack i uh, started introduction. no gosh but, no uh, it, 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 that's huge too because i mean that's something that i definitely want to look at you know now i mean it's not that obviously we know that women have heart attacks i mean the, the heart will be attacked it's what happens but when you're talking about more and more and more of this happening you know what's the what's the common denominator obviously the food that we're eating the stuff that we're putting in our body mm -hmm. the how we're treating ourselves these are the things that are knocking us out at such yeah. a young age you're 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 not even in your 40s yet or maybe you are 40 uh, yeah. 40 on the dot <laughs> 40 on the dot and yeah. you're having you're having massive heart attacks you know i'm nowhere near 40 i'm i'm about five months away from it <laughs> <laughs> nowhere near oh i'm nowhere, nowhere near, near as old as you yeah uh, but uh, <laughs> but i mean i have to i mean your story i was i was riveted i had to listen to this i'm I had to, when you were, when you were first talking about it, obviously, and we were going back and forth and I was up to, I wanted all the status updates and 
um, yes, I made it seem like I cared about you, but I was just taking notes for me. You know, I I'm just <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, right? No, it, I needed to know a that you were okay, and b you know, I, it, this is such a huge thing, and it's and it's, it's also something that's ever changing. It's it's growing. It's yeah. it's it's like you know, it's just what we're eating, what we're doing, how we're acting, how we're interacting, what's going on all around us, the energy, the the vibrations of the of the televisions are screwing up with our systems. You know, uh, people. There's so many more inner ear infections. There's so many more this, that, and the other thing. And and I talk so fast because I do have such a passion for making sure people don't die. First of all, um, and that you're still yeah. with us, that you're still around, that you're that you made it through this. So if we back it up, yeah. let's talk about when it happened. What was going on? What well, were you up to that day? Yeah. That day, um, just a regular day, went to went to the office for a couple hours, and then I said, "Well, oh, you know, I need to get a workout in." So I was like, "Ah, oh, why don't I just jump right back into jujitsu?" It's only been about three weeks to a month uh, since I, you know, rolled on the mat. So I went to a, a Brazilian jujitsu uh, class, and it was it was the first time they were kind of offering the lunch class. So it was right in the middle of the day. It was uh, twelve o'clock, I think it was. And um, it was a full hour of rolling. And I usually go on every Friday. And the Fridays are fundamentals in teaching. So I've never gone through a full hour of rolling on a, you know, through jujitsu. And so, you know, I got out of that class and I, I was soaked from head to toe right through my shirt. And, uh, you know, just barely walked in my car. I was just drained. It's like it's literally the Ivy bag was empty and uh I was I got home and I just I just I was exhausted. I don't know how to explain it to that team. It's like, yeah, okay, that was an amazing workout. Didn't feel anything other than exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Okay, let's go, let's get a shower, get ready. And you know, just as I was sitting there hunching over, I just felt like a full pressure come onto my heart, onto my chest, and it felt like an elephant was sitting on my chest. And I was like, ah, okay, let me stretch this. Uh, trying to breathe. I kind of had a feeling of what it was, but I'm like, no, this is not happening right now. I'm mm-hmm. home alone, just about to shower, you know, standing there, nothing. <laughs> not right. to give anyone pictures but you know Which you did you did yeah i did yeah but i'm you know, i'm still thinking about it from my house <laughs> i'm in my house and i'm like okay this is not if this is what it is this is not how i'm gonna be found <laughs> <laughs> i ain't going out like this <laughs> i ain't going out like that <laughs> so you know, I, I literally, I'm like lying on my bed and trying to open up my chest as large as I can, like stretching my arms, just wide open, start breathing, getting back to, okay, I'm like, okay, you know, talk myself through it because that's, it's my power in my mind. I was like, all right, you're good. Um, there's nothing I can take. It's not happening. <laughs> so I'll get my stuff together, get my clothes on and make a call to, you know, a how friend. Long, and, uh, how long? How long was this? How long had this been going on? How long were you stretching yourself out? How long were you trying that to? Was, it felt like five minutes. It probably was about ten. I, you know, that that stretch of time was unknown, but I know it was. It wasn't as long as I think, like well, five to ten. We're giving a ballpark here, so you're five to ten. Yeah. So yeah. So 
one minute you're sitting there, nothing's nothing's wrong. You're you're, you're getting down to your skivvies and doing the windmill. Um, and <laughs> now that's in your minds too, fans. I yeah. do apologize, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a bit of a dick today. The uh, oh, great way to follow that up too. Doing the windmill, bit of a oh, dick. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm not even. <laughs> this one's okay. This you're one's out of my control. I'm not even. I'm here yeah. all week, folks. I'm here all week. So, so you you're sitting on the edge of your bed, getting ready to jump in the shower. Shower's probably running. You're tickety boo. Yep. You're fine. You're fine. Oh, yeah. Nothing's wrong. And then boom, an elephant immediately sits on your chest. Yeah, pretty much. So you now you now you're going five ten minutes trying to trying to walk it off. Yep. And, and uh, gather myself, put my things together, get downstairs um, in the house, and uh, make a call to my neighbor. And I was like, just asking, okay, you know, maybe uh, do you have any aspirin? Because I, I have my certification and everything. So I've actually dealt with this on a work site before when I used to be in steel, mm-hmm. where somebody had the same kind of symptoms. I took them down off a lift and I went straight to the site and sent somebody to the site to get aspirin because I knew, okay, aspirin's going to thin the blood, blah, 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 help him out. And, you know, ended up saving his life that day. He got into ambulance, everything's taking you booze. So that's what went through my head first. So, um, I, he, he, I called him. He had nothing, and uh, I called another friend, um, and then he was kind of worried. Like he was like, "Are you sure you're okay? Like, are you, did you are you having a heart attack?" And I was like, "Oh no, no, no!" <laughs> I was like, ah, "Don't worry." And, and so he started getting freaked out. But uh, I was like, "Well, if I can just get to shoppers, you know, to the uh, store, I can get some baby some aspirin, and uh, I'll be fine." So that was my mentality, thinking, and I was like, all right. Then I was like, well, if I'm going to go to the store, there's a clinic right next door. So might as well just walk in because I know you get preferential treatment if you ever say it's anything with your heart. Mm-hmm. So I walked in, told the, uh, the uh, I drove there. Yeah, I walked in. And it's, about, it's literally two minute drive, not even a two minute drive for me. Meanwhile, meanwhile you're right in the middle of a massive heart attack. <laughs> and so... I walk in and I tell her, you know, I think I'm having some heart issues. She puts me straight to the back. Uh, doctor sees me. He's like, yes, you are. Um, let me get you an ambulance. I was like, oh, no, thanks. I'm okay. <laughs> I, I I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay, says, says the yeah. man that looked like Casper, the biggest Stubborn blackest man. man you've ever seen, looking like Casper the ghost. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I, you know, when you have the understanding, because like, people may not understand, I'm in the insurance business. So I knew at that point, it was one of those things that I was trying to get myself covered for before health-wise. I had to lose enough weight to get under a certain amount so I could cover myself. So having a heart attack right now was extremely inconvenient. Inconvenient. Oh, yeah. completely. Yes. Especially when you don't have insurance for that one thing. There you go. And uh, then you're now, now in... I can't cover myself for life, right? So I just, I understood the importance of it and it just really hit home for me, but being stubborn didn't help at that one point, so. It's not that <laughs> you were that stubborn. So to, to trail back on that one, it's not that you were that stubborn. It's that, it's that you know, you you were already working towards getting yourself covered for, for a heart attack and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, like you could have gone home and like attempted to do the paperwork a little bit more, but you, <laughs> you, yeah. you were already prior to this, the weeks building up to this, you were already in the throes of mad fitness, proper eating, yeah. 
you'd cut out alcohol. You were, you know, doing a whole bunch of stuff at this point. And, and you, yeah. so you were already on the cusp. Like you were like, you were like 40 pounds down. <laughs> yeah. I remember too. You're like, I turned my life around and everything was good. And then, and then boom, this, this does, this takes you out. So it's not like you weren't working towards getting covered for this. It's just one of those things. It's just, I mean, the timing on it was crazy for sure. Yeah. And so, so you say no to the pharmacist, the pharmacist is like, Hey, let's get you an ambulance. The man in the (laughs) lab coat, let's get you an ambulance. Oh, that was the doctor. It was actual, it wasn't the, uh, it wasn't a pharmacy. It was the actual uh, medicine center. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You walked into a clinic. And so the doctor, a trained doctor, uh, is like, let's get you in the ambulance. And you're like, I'm calling bullshit on you because I know how much those cost, those ambulances. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, anyway, you go home and you let the dog out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is the story. Definitely. I knew I could make it if I had to. And then I was trying to tell me I, I was fine because I had gone through the worst, to be dead honest. It was done. And I was just... You know, what went through my head was my neighbor that he's calling. And he's like, oh, you know, uh, if you have a heart attack, it's actually worse after. You know, two days later, you can die if you don't go check it out. And so that's where it started getting in my head. So I called my wife and I told her what happened. And then she called. She told her parents and her parents came to pick me up and dropped the kids off. And uh, like grandma stayed and dad's like, no, you're going right now. I'm taking you. This and is- so that's, yeah. An hour and a bit later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. An hour and a bit later, you get dragged in. And, but by this point, prior to this, you'd already talked yourself. You're like, I'm good. We figured that out. I'm I'm good. I'm going to walk this off and be done with it. Now, we now know later on, you ended up spending about a week, uh, six or seven days. Yeah. Six days. Yeah. Six days. So, for a man that was going to walk it off, and all you men listening to this right now, and women, apparently, uh, you're going to walk it off too. You know, we have these oh, thoughts yeah. in our mind and our, this, it's not happening to me. It can't be, it can't be this. It can't be that. And a heart attack is this important. And you know, the signs of this heart attack, elephant on your chest, you hear it all the time. You know, uh, they say, you know, sometimes tingling in the, in the extremities, but uh, in the arms. Yeah. 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 But a, uh, but an elephant on your chest seems to be the one that is congruent with virtually every account. And yeah. As you sit here and as you, you know, we, we are laughing and we are kind of making, you know, folly of the scenario and the situation. The man has a massive heart attack, could die on the spot, could have exploded on the bed. <laughs> and Combustion. Exactly. But decides that he doesn't want to get in trouble with the wife because if the dog doesn't get out, he might pee somewhere and then they might get yelled at. So it's more important <laughs> yeah. to take care of this. But this isn't just a, a Randy thing. This isn't just a, a, the greatest athlete in Canada thing. This is all men. <laughs> All people everywhere have this, it can't be, this can't be, it can't be me, this can't be happening. Yeah. And that is, this is, this is where, this is where the Mental Mastery Alliance is going to save your life. This is where this podcast, this program is going to save your life. You're going to take this in, you're going to have a few laughs, you're going to say, that's one hell of a story. But you're going to, you might find yourself in a scenario, in a situation that's just like this. And if you do, you're going to have to act. That chewing two aspirin, great Mm -hmm. thing. But don't, dismiss it for a man that was was attempting to walk it off randy you're like i'm done i'm good your neighbor's like go your wife is like go your dad's like let's do this you're like no no i'm good six days later (laughs) six days later you're out of the hospital and and this was when did the heart attack take place uh november 15th and i got out on the 21st so november 15th out on the 21st and to this day your life is different because of the whole thing oh yeah definitely 
And uh, I think that's the thing that, you know, um, was the hardest thing to deal with is expecting, people expect this huge, massive shift in life the second you get out. And you're, you're not there yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you think you're, you're, you're trying to convince yourself she should be completely there. But dealing with how it's going to affect so many other people at the same time, you can't even allow yourself to get there. And then you beat yourself up for not being there because you're supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really weird kind of thing for me that I, I can say that I had to deal with. Yeah, I remember um, yeah. talking about that with you. I remember you saying it's like, you know, and that's another thing too. People don't think about what happens next or what the next step is, what the immediate next step is when you get out. You've got yeah. that, you've got that quote unquote, that feeling inside you, that, that second lease on life business. Yeah. You're so, yeah. And that's the thing. You're like, oh, I, everything you do is supposed to be perfect now. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like everyone's watching you. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, here, you know what? No one knows how to act around you, like, because if you're previously, like, say, if I go over to a friend's house and they're having beers, they're like, oh, oh, I'm not even gonna get close to him and ask, kind of thing, because <laughs> he had a heart attack and uh, he had to make the choice without me making the choice for him to talk to him, you know. So everything turns awkward. That's a weird. Then, that's you know, a weird process too. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, you can only think there's, there's, you can only think for yourself, and you can only put yourself in these positions. I mean, I think if you and I were in the same city and you know, you were coming over, I don't think I would treat you any differently. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd well, probably certain start... people will get it. <laughs> yeah. That's the difference. Like, but that's few and far in between. Like you're yeah. one out of 10. Yeah. I'm one out of 10. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Ru- I roughly, get it. Roughly every 10 people. Are yeah. like me. Um, <laughs> you, sir, you're one in 10. I like you. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're that's, a rare gem, bud. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Cubans are zirconian over here. Point, is there a point one out of ten? Is that making more sense? I don't know. It's like, you're like, I think one in a million is like the other one, right? Isn't that the way you go with that? Oh, yeah. You I, just went low. Point so. one out of ten. You went the other way on that one. Yeah, <laughs> let's do, I, I, let's do know, fractions in here. Let's do fractions. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I only do things on a scale of ten. Okay. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's do not ask for anything more. No. That's fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. So, yeah. so now here we are two months later, um, you're relearning, you're relearning your diet, you're relearning exercise, you're relearning stresses. Um, mm-hmm. Did they give you any sort of uh, idea of, you know, maybe it's going to be this amount of time before you can start testing or stressing your heart or how does it, you know, how does it affect, how are you supposed to continue to lose the weight? You know, these are all things that people have yeah. no idea. Like, what comes next? People have no idea. So, I mean, well, the answers that you have now are, are super helpful for sure. So, let me walk people through this here. So, first of all, you don't – you should have gone to a doctor and just gotten regular testing done and seen where your health is to begin with. Mm-hmm. Check your cholesterol. When's the last time you did that? Check your blood pressure. When's the last time you did that? Just those two little things – may tell you something about, you know, what's going on in your body. Uh, For me, it was cholesterol that, you know, I would have never had any symptoms that would have shown me this is coming because it's cholesterol that, you know, plaques build up and then clogs an artery. Well, you don't know that's getting done. You don't feel that being done (laughs) until it hits a point where it either ruptures or whichever Mm -hmm. or blocks. Right. So, 
that those things you have to go check you know those little indices like cholesterol and blood pressure to see if there's something going on you know and that takes you nothing literally nothing right um because now you know going into it after you leave the hospital and there's five medications and a nitro spray in your hand that you're supposed to take if you're you know on onset of any uh you know shortness of breath and feelings that you get again so life changes instantly um the hardest thing to deal with after the heart attack was the shortness of breath or you you kind of have the medication creates these these moments where you stop breathing like you realize you feel yourself stop breathing and it feels like your heart stopped and it's so mental but if you ask anybody that's had this heart attack or anything that is the scariest part because every time that happens you're like oh am i gonna wake up when i go to sleep because it happens when you're lying down mostly Hmm. that uh you you kind of stop breathing for a second and uh you'd forget how to keep regular um heartbeats i don't know how to explain that any better but it's uh, that's the freakiest part of the after heart attack and it takes a while for the medication to regulate about two weeks before that goes away yeah so that's the that's the scariest part of the heart attack and when it came to the heart attack i i I don't want to downplay it but it wasn't as scary as the mental part after. No, and that, well, that's, the, that's a huge, huge, huge deal. Because as we sit here now and we think about a heart attack, like if we, if we go back to just this story alone, you were getting into the shower, felt like an elephant sat on you, did some fucking stretches, and, yeah. and you're like, I'm done. I'll walk this off, right? Yeah. And that was the heart attack. So the immediate part of the heart attack, your body then – started to reset you know back in the old days you just if if you did nothing you just shaved you know 20 years off your life because that was the end of it (laughs) it was yeah people are living and surviving now where you'd be probably dead before um i mean that six of one half doesn't know another because the stuff that we're putting into our bodies now is causing the heart attacks exactly and (laughs) and and that's 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 a huge fuckery too because we have um oh i said that now twice now now i'm gonna have to put an explicit on this one Uh, this is an explicit episode ladies and gentlemen heart attacks and explicitness not for the young but here's another thing not for the young as i said we're sitting in a spot where we joked on it earlier you're 40 years old you're a baby you you're they say that 40 is when you start you know yeah and i'm seeing it i'm seeing it more and more i mean our entire lives you know our entire lives you you've lived an entire life and retired from a career um before you were 30 or before you were 35 anyway yeah at 30 Uh, yeah (laughs) at, at 30 you retired right yeah 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 so all these seasons in the CFL, all this hard work, all this extra stress on your body, and then we think the mentality of it. At 30 years old, Randy has retired. At 40 years old, he's basically on old age pension, right? This is a mentality <laughs> towards a certain yeah. thing. But, but truth be told, everything that we do in our lives usually leads up to this, this, this breaking point because it is all mental. It leads up to this breaking point that you know around 40 – you either shit or you get off the pot and you know, you wake up and you see things and you start doing things. And I say that now from the perspective of somebody being around 40, but you hear it, you're hearing it everywhere. And you know, 
the fact that we are 40, I'm almost 40, you're 40. The people that are listening to this show are probably all relatively within my age range. Some up, some down, I'm sure. I mean, we've, we've probably got some viewers all over, obviously all over the spectrum. I wouldn't be so narrow-minded to say. But we grew up in a time, you and I grew up in a time where an old man was like a 50-year-old jingling change in his pocket with the mustache and the, and the like, it was just mm-hmm. old was old. Um, yeah. But it, it, like it legitimately was old, like 50 was old. Um, yeah. The way they carried themselves, the clothes they wore, the things that they did, they, it was an interesting time frame. And this was all time. As we grew up, everything grew with us. The technology grew with us, the dieting, the fads, the yoga, the this, the that. Everything grew with us to the point where all of us are now in this giant pile of society together going, we don't really know what we're doing. Some of us have kids. Some of us are, are, are taking care of our parents. There's no, there's no more rhyme or reason to, uh, you know, the congruency that we once put in place of things, of what they were supposed to be. And there's no reason that you're supposed to be having a heart attack at 40. And there's no reason that, that so many people are having this. And there's no reason that all these women that you're speaking of are going through this, unless there is a reason, you know, and, and that being another awakening, it, the weird thing with you is you had woken up, you had reset, you had, you had reclaimed purpose and pride and character. You were moving forward with, with vigor and determination. And then it's not like you needed this wake up call, but they gave it to you anyway. <laughs> I, it's not that I needed it, but I also wasn't in, to be honest, like I was on a path, but I wasn't completely like all in. Like, I don't know, there's that difference in my head. I was like, I still believed the reason I got that jolt was to even wake me up even more, Yeah. right? And my mom is like, don't even, right? Because she's all religious, everything. And, you know, I go to church also. But she, I was like, mom, you know, this is why. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, no, no. I'm like, yes. And then just last week, you know, and I was kind of dealing with, okay, how do I be normal after around everybody else? Because my wife, like her dad had gone through heart issues. And what happened with him is when he went through it, he's a lot older, but he was uh, about 57 or so, or probably around 60 when it happened to him. But he changed completely. Like he got depressed and, um you know just short with people mm-hmm. and he completely stopped drinking since the day it happened stopped smoking like he was a, a like chimney smoker yeah like he stopped com- like bolt hard cold turkey i know the story and, I know and he well. was the guy he was the guy that i used we used to sit up and drink beers till four in the morning and every guy if you walked into the local bar down close there it was like north that mm-hmm. was her dad. Yeah. And he went from that to cold turkey, and no one's even seen him in a bar since. And ladies and gentlemen, and so he's she, German, yeah. so you can also add that German. to how much yeah. he drinks. Yeah. And, and so that scared – it scared me to think that that's what she had to deal with, uh, that that would happen to me, <laughs> that I'd become what he became. Right? Mm-hmm. So then, yeah. My, my observation on this, and I do have – an observational standpoint on your life because I talk to you all the time and I see what you're up to. (laughs) Yeah. 
uh, you, you also have my team building a lot of your stuff out for you as well. And, and one of the things that I've noticed since the, the incident took place was you at one point were adding something new to the webpage, uh, almost weekly, yeah. <laughs> a new item, a new thing. And I was all for it. I thought it was great. I, I was really impressed with, you know, the ideas and the moving and shaking that you were doing. And I knew what comes of that is a shake off. Eventually you focus down on yeah. one thing or two things and you, and you really hammer it up. Where it's going now. Yeah. Um, and and here we are. You're focusing down, and you're yeah. you're you're really hammering it out. And this came uh, as obviously well to me. It was an observational awareness. After you know, you you I could only assume you were laying in bed at one point. You know, maybe on day four, going, what the fuck <laughs> am I doing? You know, what yeah. am I, what am I trying to do? What am I doing? What are we? How you know? I'm I'm am I spread too thin? Am I doing this? Because you would have had a lot of time to think. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> that uh, yeah. I could see that yeah. being a thing, but you have come out um, stronger than you went in. And you know, when oh, you, definitely. When you say this was a jolt, I can see that. I mean, it's apparent. It's apparent based on your actions, mm-hmm. based on even based on your level of happiness, your joy. Um, you radiate better now, um, yeah. and and it's so weird because you know you we really do as a society and as a whole think of you know, these things happening, you know, for a reason, these things happening, you know, to, to certain people or at certain times, but, and, and the outcome is often the same. Like you said, you know, everything is a second chance and I'm supposed to do so much more. And it's, it's so interesting for me in this, in this perspective to, to, to look at you and say, you were on this path from the time that you and I reconnected a couple of years ago yeah. up until this heart attack incident, you were progressively getting better and better and better every single day you were doing something that was bettering your purpose your core your intent your everything yeah and then boom the heart attack right it's normally it's like it's like usually it's the other way around normally it's like i'm on a slide i'm on a slide i'm on a slide i'm on a slide slide. boom the heart attack now i'm going back up back up back up you were you were climbing that mountain man. you were running that hill and yeah and and i i see if i wasn't running it fast enough you were you were running it fast i know and 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 that's it's it's such an interesting it is and i've said this before like i sound like a broken record but it it is an interesting perspective to be you were doing everything right you were you you were preparing for the for the the heart attack insurance part right you were (laughs) physically preparing for this and then and then it took you out here's one one thing that i could say you know based on the the level of spirituality that you and i have I can say this, that knowing that you are not protected now for the rest of your life, you are not protected for heart attacks. will yeah. prob- will probably have you do certain things in the future differently, which will probably in oh, the 100%. future save your life. And that's, that's probably where I can see this because we yeah. never know. We never know what's going to happen until it's already happened. I had, mm-hmm. I had on the show, um, a couple of, a couple episodes ago, um, Erin Carpluck, and she was um, in the Canadian um, television show. You probably remember being Erica. If you're yeah, in Canada, yeah. yeah. If you're in Canada, you've seen this show. I don't know if it was on much in the states, but she ran five seasons. So the show. This is this is the story that she gave. The show got picked up, and uh, they ran. So the first four seasons of the show were scripted. It was supposed to be a four season run, but it was so popular that they ran it a fifth season. Um, now. 
what I took from that story was it was interesting to hear this because I try to tell this to people. Like there's so much that goes on that is scripted. People will sit there. The average person will sit there and watch, you know, a full season of being Erica, for example. And they'll think, wow, that was crazy. You know, but they're looking at it one episode at a time. So they're, they're saying, I wonder what happens next. But the only way the show could be interesting is if the writers of the show know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And usually it's, you know, one season written in full and delivered. Humans live their life one day at a time with their hands in the air going, I don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> Television shows are scripted four years in advance. The entire story of being Erica, that, t- that television character had been mapped out, written out, and obviously well acted. Erica, or Aaron, sorry, if you're listening to this, all right, good for you. Um, that show was done. Your life is very much the same way. We only know now what was taking place and what the importance of something was when we gain future information. So while you're watching the television show and you're like, I wonder what happens next. When you've watched the whole season and then you watch it again, you know what happens next because you have that information. And that's the only way that you can know what's going on with life. The way I can parlay this into life as well is your kids. This is how we teach our kids because we know you can look at your kid and they can be up to something mischievous. You can look at them and go, I know exactly what's in your head. You can tell the kid what's yeah. in their head and they'll go, how did you know that? Are you reading my mind? How are you psychic? They think that their life is so unique and that everything is so, is so unique to them. And the interesting aspect of that is when you were a kid and your parents did that to you, it's like, how did you read my mind? <laughs> I you know? know. It's so easy to tell what they're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's fun. Exactly. It's because, fun. because just like the television show, you've seen it. You've seen it. So you yeah. know what they're going to do. Right. But we have this great, this this great ability in life to you're living your life and your parents are witnessing you and your parents are witnessing your, your, your kids. So they're re-witnessing everything as it goes down. And you have the ability to see who created you and what you created and what you're living. So if you can place yourself in the, in the eyes of your parents or the eyes of your kids and in the eyes of yourself, what are you doing with all that crunchy crunch noise? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I had to open something. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, I, I, it sounds like I'm prattling here, but I mean, everything does happen the way it's supposed to happen. And I know that you're going to, one way or the other, you're going to change the world. And if that means yeah. you're going to change your world, great. And you already have. You've brought in three wonderful kids. That's changed the world 100%. Yeah. But there's so much more. There's going to be somebody that's listening to this. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be next year. It could be 10 years from now. Somebody could drop back and listen to this episode and be like, that shit changed my life. And that, yeah. I know you've only got 45 minutes and we're running up to about 42 now. So, um, Oh, we can go a little more. But uh, what I really want to say, you know, like, you know, back to how to prepare and what to do and what comes after with this whole, you know, what I'd share with people is, you know, the nurses, the hospital, the process, the, they're only as good as they're, they're given the opportunity to be. They, they're amazing to what you're there, but it's limited. Um, you know, for some, someone like me that's, you know, I've made 40 and you walk in and everyone else is 60 to 65, even they're like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, everyone even the nurses have to treat you that you can't do certain things. So it's like a little ego when you're a professional athlete and you're like, they're like, okay, so you're going to walk on the treadmill and you're, that's it. I'm like, well, what? 
it's like yeah you can't touch that olympical it's too much for you and i'm like no <laughs> right <laughs> that doesn't even compute uh and so they're just limited with what they have that's where i went and i found a heart fit clinic uh most even the nurses don't even know some of these places exist like they asked me for the information so they can look it up um but for everyone out there that is dealing with or has someone that dealt with it look up heartfit.ca um and look they they have some of the most amazing procedures uh you know i had a friend once i learned about when i had this heart attack i, I learned that he had a heart attack when he was about 32 um and he was out hunting and this was like he was even better shape than i could ever be mm-hmm. i couldn't even imagine it uh it didn't even like it was like what he called, he reached out to me the second I had mine, and he lost twenty five percent damage to his heart. But these people, they have a machine that will actually regenerate your arteries. Um, it's a it's a crazy. I don't even know the word is too long for me to pronounce right now. But it uh, convulses your whole body and and works your heart to create new arteries, so you can get full, um, like full use uh, again. Whatever mm-hmm. the words, I'm, I'm back blanking. up to a hundred percent. Back up to hundred. You got me. Yep. Um, but those things are out there, right? And if you're searching for, you know, answers for loved ones or family or friends, there are better answers than our current system. Not to say our system isn't good, but you're only going to tr- get treated a certain way. And if you want the best out of it to make sure and ensure you, you know, your life a little further as best as you can, then I'd say, you know go search for those things like the heart fit uh, clinic. Um, yeah. Had to get that in there. <laughs> Good. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm going to have that. I'll have those links in the episode as well. So they'll be, they'll be in the thing. If anyone, I mean, obviously we're not, <clears throat> we're not a heart attack topic community. Uh, they do exist. Uh, they do exist. Heart attack communities de- dealing with living with post and pre awareness. All of this stuff is out there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're old. Now, uh, old, when I say old now, I mean, we're older than we were when this podcast started. We're older than we were last year. We're older than we were the year before. Most of us have never gotten checked out. Most of us have never taken yeah. the time or the effort to really put in, uh, put in a step. Um, if, I could, if I could give any piece of advice, it would just be, I don't know, go to your practitioner, go to your GP and, and say, hey, give me a scan, give me a pressure, press the button, do the heart thing, give me some pills, give me a, whatever it is take a look inside my earball. I don't know, but, uh, but go, I mean, just go. And there's a ton of you right now that have one or two things that you're like, eh, I can deal with this, but three or four things and it's too late. So if you need that extra piece, that extra push, that extra thought, we over here, the ones that are doing the talking are telling you to go, go get checked out, go get looked at, Go to the doctor's appointment. Go to the once over. If nothing else, for a peace of mind, just book an appointment. Get it done. Take or reach out to me. <laughs> I'll talk to you. <laughs> yeah. You can reach out to Randy. Randy will talk to you about heart attack stuff. But <laughs> it's not the same as, as, as having your, your, your system tested. And your system, your house, yeah. is, your, house your body, is, is, it's where you live, right? Without your body, you're just bloody pain in the ass ghost going around knocking things over and sliming up walls like in the ghostbuster movies that's what happens to you you don't get checked out you then become a mess on movie screens so 
I love this. I love this. And I wanted to get this episode out and I wanted to talk to you about this and I wanted people to get out there and I wanted you, I wanted you to know your love brother. I wanted you to know that. I know you know that, but oh, you definitely are. Um, and the I one, hope, go ahead. The one last thing I want, I did want to touch on though. Sure. Is, um, so yeah, but with the heart attack, um, and I was talking about purpose and, you know, trying to figure out how to deal with everything and that you're supposed to think you're supposed to act a certain way. And that's the hardest part to deal with is just being you, like taking care of yourself and getting there on your own time. Um, that's what took a bit for me thinking, oh, I'm supposed to act this way, not eat that. I can't eat that steak. I can't have, you know, chicken wings tonight because... I had a heart attack, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I shouldn't have all those things. But if I don't have a reason for myself to abstain and do it for the right reasons, I'm never going to get there. Yeah. And um, that was the biggest part for me. Like I, I for first last two months, it's been almost three months since heart attack. I didn't eat like perfectly. I tried here and there and I, you know, made my meals. But it wasn't until, you know, me another episode not a heart attack but i was coughing up blood like i said for a yeah. whole week uh like you know last week and uh that was like that hit me hard because i was like what are you doing even though alcohol and food is not you know making this happen it was just like you got to take this even more seriously you do have to take this seriously and nip this in the bud mm -hmm. and it was the final thing for me to say, you know, I, I've never been happier just knowing I can do it without worrying about every other piece of noise coming from anywhere mm -hmm. around me. Uh, just being able to take care of it for myself on a personal level will beat everything. Don't worry about all the, the noise outside of your head. <laughs> you can't well, you, deal with it. You can only take care of yourself. You, uh, most of us can't even deal with the noise inside our head. Um, <laughs> you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, kicking out the booze. Um, and, and I know we won't talk about the, we don't, we don't need, we, it doesn't need to be gotten into uh, what the cause was of that, but you had been dabbling with, uh, uh, with fasting, um, with going, uh, sobriety and all that sort of stuff. And, and I remember you saying earlier, yeah. you had said this time, you said this time it's, it's good. This time is different than the other ones. This time I will not go back to drinking. That's what you've said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which goes along the lines of what we were talking about. I have uh, another guest that we were, that we were on uh, speaking of and uh, we're putting together uh, slowly, but surely could be, I think it'll probably be within this calendar year, the, uh, the Costa Rica retreat. Um, and we're, yes. and, and you'll be a part of that. We'll absolutely have you down there speaking. Um, uh, and, and it's going to be one hell of a show. Um, you know, it, it, so much will happen between now and, a calendar oh, yes. year from now there's there's so much in the works and we want to we really do we have a lot of fun here on the mental mastery alliance ladies and gentlemen some of us are dickheads some of us are hilarious some of us have great <laughs> messages uh, i don't like to i don't like to pigeonhole myself uh, in any one spot uh, i like to be able to connect with people that think like me and if i want to talk about all these things and there are people out there that want to hear about all these things i know it um so we are going to have that. That's coming in the works. There'll be more information coming out about that. But Randy Bloody Spencer will still be alive. He'll probably have 12 more heart attacks yep. and a stroke and, and, and a shield of armor on him at this point. 
Um, but he'll still be alive. He'll still be kicking and he will be down there speaking to each and every one of you um, in the sunshine of Costa Rica about, you know, what it's like to have gone about a year completely sober. I think you did 76 yep. days the last time. Yeah. That but was it. They, uh, ironically 76, <laughs> but there's a huge difference in saying I'm done and I'm done for now. And that I think now, I think, at this moment in time, I think you're done. I could be wrong. That could change. Yeah, um, who knows? It's a mental thing for sure. But yeah. uh, I don't, uh, there's not a limit on it this time. It's not like I got to make it to 77 days. No. It's just, I'm not, uh, <laughs> it's not even a factor in my mind for yeah. where I want to be and what I need to do. It doesn't so, work. Yeah, it doesn't work. It, yeah. Yeah, when I revisit that, it'll be for when I revisit it. <laughs> and I say I the same say. thing. I'm two and a half years stone sober. Uh, and I say the same thing. It's funny because that stigma is still, it still exists. That sobriety stigma still exists. It's like, did I have a problem? Like in hindsight for me, I, okay, knowing now what I know and I look back on, hell yeah, I had a problem, right? But looking at back then, I was extremely high functioning. So, you know, even now it sounds like I'm making excuses for what I had to do. So you have to ask yourself, why do we live in a society where we have to make excuses for consuming or not consuming poison? And that is the real question yeah. about all of it. Whether you drink or you don't drink, when you come to the realization or the mindset or the mentality that it's, it's tomfoolery, gosh darn, you move on from yeah. there. And Listen to episode 73. <laughs> 73 which one was that oh yeah yeah that, Cook. yeah that was the yeah that was the sobriety coach yeah, absolutely yeah <laughs> uh, and actually again erin uh, mentioned the same thing she said you know i we, she was talking about sobriety and this isn't now it's like it's a running theme i mean i mean i think to myself i could do a few so sober uh episodes because it's changing it's coming erin uh, had said she said i heard you talking about um sobriety and she said you said something like nobody ever quit drinking and, and said my life has gone to shit yeah. uh, and, and and i remember talking that episode and i remember going through that and it's 100 percent true you know and the funny thing is there are so many people out there that are like i don't drink that much right the first problem that you have is saying i don't drink that much i don't need to stop drinking it's like i even had that conversation with on the other episodes like i don't shoot that much heroin leave me alone what in your mind says there's a difference between heroin and alcohol i mean society, the television, yeah. all this stuff says that. And this isn't a pro or anti-drinking. This, this is a choice-making thought process that goes here. You've gone through hell and back physically. You, you, and from out of nowhere, you got basically, you got, your heart got RKO'd for Christ's sakes, to quote the wrestling. <laughs> from out of nowhere, yeah. you're taken down. And it's just, it's like, okay, so no, no, no. One thing leads to another. Sobriety not even being a topic but it is a piece of the pie. It just, it naturally becomes a thing when you're like, I got to get my shit together. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's like, you know, when you start moving and shaking and of, a, of clear mind continuously, you're up in the morning looking for things to do. You know, people are like, I got to replace drinking. You know, what do I replace it with? Well, when you start replacing drinking and the time you spend drinking and the time you spend hungover with reading a book or, uh, understanding, yeah. you know, understanding something new or figuring out some new piece of software or connecting with some new marketplace, you know, you're, it's endless. It literally is endless. Whatever you want to do, you can do it. Um, you yeah. also, uh, the boss father on Instagram, ladies and gentlemen, give him a follow the boss father. 
this will be tagged on Instagram. The post will be up. The videos will be up. We're getting fancy with our videos. Boss Father will be all over it. <laughs> the books that he posts, the books that he's reading, he shares with you what he's reading. He shares with you what he feels about it uh, and how it can help. And, and, and it's, it's a, it's, the guy's got so much knowledge. Um, I, you know, reach out to him, reach out to him. If you have these questions, if you have sober, sober questions, reach out to us. If you have sober questions, reach out to Randy, if you have a heart attack. If anyone has any questions about anything, just reach out to anyone because somebody is there to give you answers. Somebody is there to give you answers. hundred percent. Yes. And we're not going to do any promo. We're not pushing anything, but right now i don't know is there anything that you wanted to add to this whole thing i mean we've, we've almost signed off like three times right now we could talk for hours. <laughs> I know. you and i could go on for hours and hours oh, yeah. and hours but uh, uh no that's that's pretty much it i'm just looking forward to how this past continues to progress i've never been uh happier in the you know the mindset i'm in like mm-hmm. it's just uh i'm just so prepared for the next step that i can't wait till episode 176 right <laughs> well, i think we'll have to have you back at 176 <laughs> i'm sure yeah. we'll see you before then but uh yeah we'll yeah, definitely probably. have you back 76 has been reserved earmarked for mr greatest athlete in all of canada randy spender yeah um but thank you no you thank you for having me and uh you know you are a true friend and inspiration for me and helping me through everything uh definitely i think you're the i post uh your pictures and from your stories more than anything else. <laughs> uh, just love those daily quotes. So if you're not even listening or if you, if you're listening and you're not following Mr. Mental Mastery, becoming free out of all, you got an issue. <laughs> so yeah. get on that first. Yeah. There you go. Get on that first. Take a look at what we're doing over here. He says, and we're doing a lot. We're doing a yeah. lot and it's coming down the pipe. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to integrate too, too much with Facebook. The easiest way to reach us is certainly either email or uh, or instagram dms do get replied to um in the words of another famous canadian that being red green ladies and gentlemen keep your stick on the ice thank you for listening to today's mental mastery alliance podcast let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag mma and mental mastery alliance want more motivation be sure to follow online on instagram at mental mastery alliance and on facebook at mental mastery alliance and remember your perception creates your reality make it a great day you got it pontiac